Okay. Let's try this again. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. I am Pastor Michael. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. I am happy to see you all here on this very beautiful day that God has made. Who can't hear me? I can hear me. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, this is the kind of weather that Pastor Michael likes a lot. So if if God could just hit the pause button and leave us right here in the mid-60s, sunny, and be perfect. Um, so we have some announcements for you. I'm going to turn that over to Ms. Sheila. Good morning, church family. Good morning. Hopefully you remembered we're having an ice cream social after worship today um, in back at the pavilion. Um, as a thank you to all of you that helped us with our rummage sale, it was a huge success, and we wanted to thank everybody. So that's our way of doing it. Tell them everyone's invited, because some people are saying, well, I didn't do anything. Everybody come. We didn't take names of who helped and who didn't, so nobody will be out there saying, oh, wait a minute, you didn't help. <laughs> no, everybody's welcome. You're part of the church family. <laughs> no, you come eat. You. <laughs> and on this day alone, you get to have your dessert before you have your lunch. Also, I'll just skim through the announcements. Um, at the bottom, we have a couple um, diagrams. Pastor and uh, Sarah are offering to meet with us to try to get to know us a little bit better in small groups. So please make sure you sign up to, to join us at one of those sessions. Today, we're going to be blessing the backpacks. We are still collecting caps for Christ. Also at the bottom, we are going to order new uh, Clinton United Methodist Church shirts. What color? You get to That's pick the best your part. color. You get to go order it. You can get either a polo shirt or a t-shirt. We're going to the, uh, I believe it's Signature Sewing right in Clinton. So please go ahead and do that. We have a ice cream social coming up at the end of September. We'd like everybody in their new shirts. Also, uh, something new, Sunday School will start up September 13th. Please read that announcement. We'd love to have all of our children here for Sunday School. We are also trying to organize a memorial, a candlelight memorial to be held at the pavilion out back. We're asking all those families that have lost a loved one since last All Saints Day, which would have been in November, to please contact the office We've got three different dates here. Let us know what date would work for your family so that we can get something planned pretty quickly. And then we have all of our prayer concerns listed. If you ever have a concern or announcement you want to be added to our bulletin, please let the office know, pastor know, or me. Thank you. Do we have other announcements? Yep, there's one more. Uh, all trustees directly after service today, please meet in front of the choir room door. We're going to have a very quick couple-minute meeting. So any uh, trustees, please meet directly at the choir room door right after church today. Thank you.
And I'd like to let everyone know that my veteran and his girlfriend are here today. So if anyone would like to meet them, um, they are so appreciative of everything this church has done for them. You know, so if you'd like to say hi to them and actually be able to put a face of the name if you haven't seen them before, uh, we will be at the Ice Cream Social because I know they won't turn down ice cream. And I almost forgot one announcement that's not in the bulletin. Clinton has been doing a car show the first Thursday of the month. We will be there this Thursday. That means we need some help again. We're going to try to do a bake sale, popcorn, and cotton candy. So, ladies and gentlemen, please get your aprons on and start baking. Anytime during office hours this week, you can drop off your um, baked goods, preferably by Thursday morning at noon so that we can get it to the car show. Where's Thank the, you. The oh, the car show is right in the um, parking lot behind Maves, the new parking lot where we've been doing the farmer's market. What time is that? Five to seven. I think we're ready to begin. That's a very unorganized V they're doing. <laughs> Please join me in the call to worship. Happy are they whose way is blameless, who follow the teaching of the Lord. And our first hymn is God Hath Spoken by the Prophets 108. It's in your uh, handout. It's a very disorganized group.
you would please join me in our opening prayer. Holy and gracious God, you come to us with words of wisdom and of promise. Teach us to know the gifts of our great high priest and lead us to love what is nourishing for all life. In Jesus' name, amen. And we will continue with hymn number 596, Blessed Jesus at Thy Word. Join me in our prayer for illumination. Through your word, O God, let your Holy Spirit open our insight, remove our ignorance, kindle our zeal, and bind us to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is from 2 Timothy 3, verses 10 through 17, NRSV version. Paul's charge to Timothy. Now you have observed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions, and my suffering, the things that happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, 
and Lystra, what persecu persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Indeed, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, but wicked people and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving others and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would join me now in our affirmation of faith, we are again using the modern affirmation from page 885 in our hymnal, and we all do the bolded part together. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is the one true church. Here we go again. Apostolic. Apostolic, thank you. And universal, whose holy faith let us now declare. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all his works, and whose will is ever directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope and the promise of our deliverance from sin and death. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in our lives, whereby we are kept in perpetual remembrance of the truth of Christ and find strength and help in time of need. We believe that this faith should manifest itself in the service of love as set forth in the example of our blessed Lord to the end that the kingdom of God may come upon the earth. Amen. As Christ has given himself for us, let us in turn give of ourselves for the sake of others. If we could now collect the offering. I'm going to get that word eventually. Sing along. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long as I walk. Let me walk close to thee. Here you go. Just the closer walk with Jesus. 
Thank you, Kim. That was awesome. All right. If you would join me in our doxology. Bless these gifts, O Lord, from your unfailing care for your people. Let them be a sign of our gladness for all that we have and all that we may offer to others in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would join me now as we prepare for our prayers of the people, um, included in the bulletin are prayers for Abigail, Luann's granddaughter, um, who is going through a challenging time, Todd Morgan, who is needing healing mercies, Nancy Martin, who her cancer has returned. Jody Williams and her family, who are still mourning the passing of her husband, Al. Um, Bob, I'm going to butcher this last Gieske. name. Gieske, sister Carol, um, is also in the hospital with a cancer diagnosis. And Chloe Quig, 
Quig, uh, Diana's granddaughter is undergoing tests for another medical issue. And Barry White is having an emergency operation tomorrow. Um, do we? So please keep all of those in your prayers at the top. If you would join me, though, now in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, you have heard the names we have lifted to you this morning in need of healing. God, whether it be physical, emotional, or mental, whether fighting illness or injury, disease or just a challenging time in our lives, we ask for your healing and intervention. We pray that you would continue to guide the hands and the efforts of the doctors, the nurses, the surgeons, the research scientists, the lab technicians, everyone involved in the healing and healthcare process. God, we, we thank you for the knowledge that we have to be able to heal so many and ask that you continue to help us develop new technologies and new healing methods that more might be healed and more might be at peace and not fighting pain. God, we also lift to you today all of those who work to keep us safe in our lives, from those who serve in our military to our firefighters and police officers, our first responders, and so many others, God, we ask that you would guide them in their words and actions, that you would keep them safe from harm, and that for those who are far away from us, that you might bring them home soon, that we could see an end to conflict in our world. We also lift you our nation and all the nations of the world as we continue to battle times of unrest, a global pandemic, and uncertainties in so many other areas. Bring us peace in our hearts and our minds. Inspire our leaders around the world to work together for peace and the betterment of all humanity and not just a select few. God, we know that peace on this world is not possible without you, and so we pray for your Holy Spirit to envelop this world in your peace and mercy and grace. Help us to see one another as beloved children of God, that we might come together to work together in your kingdom, in the ministries you call us to. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly upon our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day. In the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus, our great high priest, calls us to confess our sins, to receive forgiveness, and be renewed in our lives of freedom and joy. Please join me in our prayer of confession. Holy God, giver of all good things, we have failed to live in thanksgiving for earth, for our families, for neighbors, and for strangers, for the air we breathe, the water we drink, and the soil that grows our food. Forgive us for sins against you, your creation, and our neighbors 
through disobedience to your will in word and deed. Teach us to love the way of blamelessness and to be happy in your steadfast love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, hear these words. For the sake of Jesus Christ, who died and rose for us, God forgives us all our sin. Through the power of the Holy Trinity alive in our midst, God's mercy turns toward what is good and just, so that we may love God and love our neighbor. Amen. Our second scripture reading this morning is from Psalm 78, verses 1 through 4, also NRSV version. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Now is our youth moment. I'd like to invite all of our youth and children to come forward. Um, and remember, we are all children of God. And so everyone is welcome to come forward. And if you want a sucker, you definitely have to come forward. Oh, and please bring your backpacks with you. I love your shirt. His shirt says, you can't stop awesome. I love that. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, and you guys, and yeah, and the, uh, you get suckers too as teachers, because. Mario coming through. And Libby just had a birthday. Which who did? Libby. Happy birthday, Libby. Oh, Lily. Lily, sorry. Pastor's hearing's going. Pastor's brain is going. There's not much left. <laughs> How are you all doing today? Is everybody awake? 
mostly, kind of, sort of. Okay. So before we get to the really cool thing, I got to ask you a question. Where do you learn stuff? Downstairs. You learn stuff downstairs, okay. That's where his classroom is. I want to clarify that before you think you have a dungeon or something. Where do you learn stuff? <laughs> Okay, you learn stuff by watching, okay. Where, where do you guys learn stuff? Yes, Olivia. In school, okay, where else do you learn stuff? Where? That is good stuff, things at the bakery are good stuff. D said we learn stuff outside. I think that's true. We learn stuff from nature, right? Mm -hmm. Do we learn stuff at church? I hope. Yep. Okay, cool. Yes. All right. So we can learn stuff anywhere, right? Because there's always stuff happening. And today we're celebrating and talking about Christian education. And for a lot of you guys, that means things like Sunday school. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, D, just, just hold that thought, okay? All right, so Sunday school, which we're going to be starting in a few weeks. But that is not the only place we learn about God and Jesus because when we're out in the world and we, are, we see people, if they do nice stuff or we do nice stuff, that's Christian education because that's what God wants us to do. So when someone does something nice for you, even if they're not thinking about it, they are teaching you about God's love. And when you do something nice for somebody, you are teaching others about God's love. That means you guys are teachers too. Do you ever think about that? All of you guys are teachers. There are a lot of people that don't know about God's love, but when you do nice stuff for people, when you hold a door open or you pick something up to give to someone who dropped it, anything you do to help people, you are being a teacher of God's love. I think that's pretty cool, don't you? Did you guys know you were teachers? Well, you are. All right. As soon as uh, the bathroom breaks over, <laughs> We are going to have our blessing of our backpacks. And actually, while we're waiting for them, why don't we hand out, uh, okay, sit down. Why don't we hand out the placemats and I'll follow you with the, the tags. All right, so we got some stuff here for you guys. We have some tags that you can put on your backpacks and they've got a nice little saying on them. Just hold, just hold on to them. Just hold on to them. All right. These are for your backpacks or um, anything that you carry with you. Um, and then the placemats have some fun stuff on them. Just hold on to it. And in a minute, we're going to pray over all of you guys and your backpacks and our teachers 
and a bunch of other fun, important stuff for our school year. What in the morning? This is the only day you get to eat suckers in the morning. <laughs> just hold on to it. Yeah, just hold on to it. Does every does anybody miss it? Do you have a tag yet? We need one more tag over here too. Oh, and one in the back. Oh, here. Here, hold on. Okay, I think she's, everybody got one? Oh, one more. Okay, well here, then I'll hold on to this one. Okay, did you take one for yourself? Okay, all right. Is everybody ready? Mostly ready, okay. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I want everybody to fold your hands. Okay, sit down. We're sitting down. Okay, everybody ready? All right, dear God, thank you so much for our backpacks, for our teachers who love us for our supplies so we can learn and be good students. Help us to stay safe and healthy the whole year. In God's name, amen. Okay, and then I'm going to do one more prayer. Nobody move. Be quiet. This is just me talking. Okay, ready? Holy God, I ask that you watch over our children and our teachers and all of our staff. I ask that you keep them healthy and safe, especially in this time of a global pandemic. May our teachers have the energy to get through the tough days ahead. May our students be inspired to learn. May we be able to reach across a digital divide as we learn either in person or at a distance. May our books fill our minds with knowledge. May our hearts be open and full of love and patience for one another. God, I ask that you watch over them in all that they do. Keep them safe and close to you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. And we have extra tags, so if anyone else would like one, they can. Otherwise, we're also going to bring them to the farmer's market to hand out to folks, too. And if you want a sucker, we've got those over here.
Very nice. We've got more of the tags, too. I have two. Yes, oh, okay. Thanks. I'm okay. All right. Uh, we will continue now with hymn number 465, Holy Spirit, Truth Divine. Our third scripture reading for today comes from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. This section is titled, The Great Commandment. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the ordinances that the Lord your God charged me to teach you to observe in the land that you are about to cross into and occupy, so that you and your children and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life and keep all his decrees and his commandments that I am commanding you so that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe them diligently so that they may go well with you and so that you may multiply greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would join me again in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come together to worship a people who would like to think that we love you with all our hearts and souls, with all our might. But there are so many other things in our lives that clamor for our attention. 
that we sometimes relegate you to Sundays and times when we want you to rescue us. Most of us really do want you to be the one in whom we live and move and have our being. We really do want to hear your voice above all other voices in our lives, but we get bogged down in the daily routine. We forget who we are. We forget who you are. We forget what the church is supposed to be. So here we are standing before you today with our human foibles and our short attention spans, asking that you would make yourself known to us, that you would help us to recognize the presence of the holy, that you would continue to challenge us, inspire us, and make us into the people you want us to be. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, all right, this is our final week of our August sermon series, Back to Basics, Being the Church. Now, I want to make note again for anyone who has not been with us uh, prior to this week, you have not been able to join us. This series is not about me telling all of you that you are not being the church or that you don't know how to be the church or you forgot how to be the church. It's nothing like that. This series is an opportunity for us to look at our faith, our traditions, and our doctrines all through the lens and the reality of this time as a global pandemic. In a world that has been turned on its head in so many ways, our churches and many other organizations are trying to navigate just how we can still serve and connect with the people and populations that we have committed ourselves to all while still trying to follow the guidelines and rules from our local and world health organizations. The past four weeks, we have talked about Holy Communion, missions, offerings, and baptism and membership. This week, as we close out, we are going to be talking about Christian education and how we can still be active in that work despite the health and safety re uh, restrictions that we need to adhere to. Now, when a lot of people hear the term Christian education, they probably tend to think of things like children's Sunday school, vacation Bible school, and maybe youth and adult Bible studies. And those are absolutely part of Christian education. A while back, uh, Diana L. Hinson, the Director of Learning and Teaching Ministries at the Discipleship Ministries of the United Methodist Church, interviewed several churches about how they understand and define Christian education. I'd like to share with you some excerpts from her article. When asked in an interview to define Christian education, several common elements emerged. Some described it very broadly as everything other than worship that helps us grow in faith or every endeavor and opportunity to grow in body, mind, and spirit while others specifically connected Christian education with service and ministry in daily life. Disciple formation always focused on the nature of discipleship, being formed in the image of God for service to and transformation of the world. Overall, these congregations defined Christian education practically, offering Sunday school classes, small groups, special studies, mission outings, philosophically, the process by which we engage in partnership with God to make disciples, and existentially forming and transforming lives according to the image of Christ. What is clear in these congregations is that Christian education is far more than Sunday school or offering a cluster of miscellaneous classes and groups. 
It is vision and goal encompasses the learning groups, relationships, and experiences that educate, inspire, and transform people into God's image so that they are effective and productive Christian disciples in the church and marketplace. Now, that offers a much broader definition and understanding of Christian education than some people might have, but I think when we look at it, we can absolutely find scriptural evidence to back it up. In our first reading this morning from 2 Timothy chapter 3, we have the following from the Apostle Paul. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient equipped for every good work. So Paul talks about using what we learn about our faith and about Jesus to be proficient, equipped for every good work. In Psalm uh, 78, we find the reminder to share teachings of the prophets and Old Testament leaders with every generation, teaching them about the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. And then in our reading from the sixth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, we are told the people are to teach their children and their children's children as they are being taught the commandments from God. And if they do so, things will go well for them in the new land and they will multiply and prosper. What is really interesting for, to me is what specific commandment that they're expected to follow and to teach. It's in verse 5. It says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your hearts and with all your soul and with all your might. The people are then told, Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Each of these passages talk about teaching and following teachings. It's not enough just to teach each other, but then we are called to follow the teachings and live into them. I really like the definitions from Hinson's article, especially the everything other than worship that helps us grow in faith and every endeavor and opportunity to grow in body, mind, and spirit in the definition of Christian education. This broader definition, I think, can help us think a little differently about both Christian education and some of our other actions in our lives. Just like I personally subscribe to a broader definition of membership, as I shared with you last week, I find this broader definition of Christian education to not only be more inclusive, but also more realistic to life. While person-guided Christian education can happen in Sunday school and Bible studies, we can still experience Christian education in less structured formats. We are teachers of Christian education to those who observe our actions and hear our words out in the world every single day. We are teachers to children, to youth, and adults, even when we're not fully aware of it. And we are constantly presented with opportunities for our own growing education, both in structured environments like our Sunday school and Bible studies, 
as well as in less structured environments out in our world. We learn from each other, from nature, from the very world in which we live because Christ is present in every place we are. I guess I tend to think of it similar to how we might say someone has book smarts, what we think of learning in a classroom, versus having street smarts, what we learn out in the world. There are educational opportunities all around us for both. So now that we looked at some of the ways that we could define Christian education, how does all of that work right now in our world in the middle of a global pandemic? Well, with social distancing and other health protocols like wearing masks, we can start offering some Sunday school classes for any age. And with the technology now available, we can even do some book or Bible studies over a Zoom video call. As I've mentioned before, many churches have already moved to that kind of model and are offering even new membership classes remotely via the internet. But I think we need to remember the idea that Christian education also happens outside of these classrooms, if you will, and that it includes the things that help us grow in our faith and understanding of God and our relationship with God. And because that, education can happen anywhere, we can potentially see the entire world as our classroom. John Wesley used to say the world was his parish. I believe the world is our classroom. I know we are not going out and about right now as much as we are used to, given the situation. But when we do venture out for things, even as simple as going to pick up some groceries, Christian education can happen for us and for those around us. We are both the students and the teachers for Christ in the world. We can learn from each other as well as those we do not know personally, and we can also be teachers for that same group of people. And there are going to be times, probably many more than we realize, where we are teaching just by our words and our deeds how we treat others, how we live into the people that God has made us to be, and by our general witness in the world. Now, I know that since I have joined you back on July 1st, we have not yet had any formal or structured Christian education opportunities, but I'm hoping for that to change soon. Here at our Clinton Church, our uh, Children Youth Sunday School is starting in September. I am very thankful for our Sunday school teachers and all of the hard work they have already been pouring into that endeavor. And I am thankful to count them among our, our membership and our teachers and the people working to help our children learn the Bible stories and the lessons that many of us already know. And I'm also looking into the logistics of being able to offer a book or a Bible study um, in the coming months both in line and maybe in person, using social distancing, of course. But even without those structured environments and setups, Christian education is still happening all around us in the world. And as I look around and have observed many of you in how you interact with each other and those around, even in this short amount of time together, I can say that I think you are all a great group of teachers and students. I see how you mirror God's love and grace towards one another, how you welcome others with warmth and openness, how you willingly help each other, whether for a church-related event 
or something completely outside of this space and our worship time. I honestly can say that I believe the Christian education opportunities in our communities are in very good hands. So in thinking about how we do Christian education in the midst of a global, ah, in the midst of a global pandemic, I think the most important thing is to continue to be teachers and students in our everyday lives. That means being mindful of the things that we say and do, while also being open and willing to observe and absorb the things that other people say and do. I think we need to continue to support the efforts of our Sunday school teachers, regardless of what age group they may be leading. And I think we need to always try to do our teaching and our learning with love, mercy, patience, and grace. Brothers and sisters, beloved children of God, keep up the good work, and may God bless your teaching and your learning all the days of your life. Amen. Amen. If you would join us for our closing hymn number 529, How Firm a Foundation.
Beloved children of God, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Bind to yourselves as close to your own bodies God's command to love your neighbor as yourself. You are children of the great high priest, never alone, never forgotten. Take this truth and go in peace. Amen. Everyone come to the ice cream social.